Hello and welcome to The Point of Everything. My name is Ono Sullivan and today's guest on the show is the amazing Bridget May Power. I've been looking forward to talking to her for ages. Her self-titled debut album came out a couple of years ago and it's stunning. It still stuns me every time that uh, I press play on it. You discover different things about it, like every listen. And she released her new album, The Two Worlds, also out on Tompkins Square uh, a month ago. So I thought, well, what better time to talk to Bridget than right now, a month after the release of this, again, stunning album. It's, uh, it's a really powerful listen. She's talked, she's blogged about what some of it is about. Don't Shut Me Up Politely is kind of the standout track, I suppose, the, st- the standout single. It's also the longest song of the 10 tracks. And she's written about that on her uh, Tumblr, about her kind of hashtag me too experience. Uh, and it's, it's just a really powerful, strong uh, listen. And I think like the song titles kind of speak for themselves as well. You know that it's, it's a little bit of a heavy listen. Is my presence in the room enough for you is one of the tracks. How's your new home? Let me go now is the, closing title track i'm grateful is the name of the opener so yeah it's a it's a heavy listen it's also kind of an essential listen and i think it's one of it's definitely going to be up there as one of the best uh, albums released this year in in the world let alone ireland she has a couple of tour dates coming up well more than a couple to be fair now uh if you're listening to this in time she's playing the linen hall in castle bar in Mayo on the 15th of March, he's playing UK dates uh, from March 23rd through for a couple. Yeah, she's in Salford. She's in Suffolk, London and Bristol from the 23rd through the 28th. And she's in Bellobar in Dublin on Thursday, the 29th of March. He's going to be playing the Roundy uh, in Cork in on Friday April 20th. Sorry, <laughs> apparently I'm having trouble just distinguishing dates here. I'm like, yeah, that all makes sense. How do I say it again? These intros, like, you know, they're they're not the easiest thing in the world. Then she's going to the US uh, over the summer. So she's going to be doing loads of US dates too. Uh, I was really happy to talk to Bridget. Uh, I think she's one of the most talented musicians around at the moment. And yeah, let's get straight into it. This is Bridget May Power on the point of everything. So yeah, how are you doing today? I'm good, yeah. Um, <coughs> I've got a little bit of a, well, I just sneezed really hard and then ever since I've just had this like kind of choky cough. <laughs> so, but I'm good. Are you like the rest of the country now just like dying of flu, passing it on? No, like actually, la- well, I had... I had the flu two weeks ago, but I got it really mildly. Um, but I have been preparing my immune system for it a very long time. So. <laughs> I, I guess, like, as a singer, you have to be, like, like petrified of getting sick, like, any time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, like, last... I, I don't actually know what month this was, but I had a show last year sometime that I was meant to be supporting someone in the Barbican oh it was um like the new after clan or whatever their um L- Lima and I was meant to be support- supporting them in the Barbican and it was a really big show and um I was gonna fly over 
the day of the show and um, I woke up, I just had a terrible fever, but I still drove up to Dublin like in a really feverish state at like four in the morning to catch this flight. And then I got to Dublin and I had to just book into a hotel straight away and just, I had to cancel the whole thing as um, I was so sick, but you know, there's no point in trying. I was so determined to do it, but I just, I had to just give in. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you just have to cancel things. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's just that thing of like, will, will I get this opportunity again sort of thing, is it? Yeah, yeah, I guess like there is that fear. Yeah, you know, or just kind of trying to power on through. But I'm a big believer in preventative things. So this <laughs> this year, I really like if I if I have any sort of little thing like sinus thing, I just lie down, you know, I rest so it doesn't get worse. What um any tips that you have for anybody who's like really wary of getting the flu now? Is it like I think lemon water, ginger? Yeah, but you know what I do, which is really freaky, but I make up like raw garlic and coconut oil, like um like a weird mixed cream and I put it on my feet. <laughs> I put it on my son's feet as well and I swear it's it's amazing. On your feet? Yeah, because your body kinda um absorbs it much easier because like or you could just eat garlic you know but like kids eating raw garlic is really hard so you can you can rub it on their feet oh yeah. is, does the smell of garlic then follow you around for the rest of the day for the rest of the week um no it might like might do for the night you know <laughs> it's not something to do when you have company around <laughs> Maybe I'll try that sometime. You should. Maybe it's, I'll try. Th- it's yeah, really next satisfying. winter. <laughs> I've never. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Mm. It's an old. It's an old like. Well, actually, loads of different cultures would have done that. And like, I don't know if you heard of cutting onions and doing that as well. Putting them on your feet, mixing them in, but, and cutting them on your feet. Well, you can rub them on your feet, or you can just leave them out around the house, and they absorb like bacteria. Oh, okay, okay. Germs, that's, you know. uh, that's interesting. Yeah. So. That takes some explaining to do when, like, you've got visitors over, like, oh, those <laughs> those are my onions that just uh, <laughs> suck up all the bad stuff. Yeah, it does. But they actually, have, you know, they have a nice look about them. They have a nice pattern. <laughs> so so is that what you're kind of doing at the moment? You're kind of, like, getting <laughs> set to go out on tour next week. You're kind of, like, doing everything in your power just to make sure that you're, like physically able and ready for like everything that that entails no not at the moment I think I feel I feel better now um but I try and eat I try and eat really healthy anyway but but um I no I would have if if it was a few weeks ago and I was going in a few weeks I would have been doing that but um no I am well I am taking a lot of vitamin c and things like that yeah but um I'm trying, yeah, I mean, that used that kind of thing used to freak me out. Like, I I was a really hard contract. You know, if, some, if someone had a stomach bug or something and I had a gig in two weeks, I would work out the amount of days I could possibly, you know, get infected by them. And I'd almost be writing, like, to the promoter being like, you know, like, just cancel this. It's probably not going to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I don't, yeah, I don't do that anymore. 
<laughs> um, I, like touring is probably a relatively like recent thing for you, I presume. Like since um the self-titled album, is it is it is it has it only kind of been two maybe three years of like proper like long tours? Um, yeah. or Does that go back further? Yeah, I've never actually like I still don't do really long tours. I think like, my max is like ten days, but um, I my first long tour was um, playing that was like early 2015 just before I recorded that album so um yeah I'm <clears throat> I'm still I'm still kind of new to it do you but enjoy yeah, it I yeah I love it yeah I I just like you know I'm I don't like the in-between times I wish I could do it more like go out on a really really long tour not even really, really long, just to keep doing it, you know. I I would love a different way of, you know, if I could bring my son with me and do it more, you know. Yeah. But, but um, he's actually a bit of a homebird, so I, you know, <laughs> I'm in this frustrated state of not really, um, just kind of conflicted between wanting to do that but also having to, respect other people's ways of life (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what what age is your son um he's just seven seven so he's getting to the age now where you can almost like put him at the merch table you know couldn't you (laughs) yeah totally um yeah i I, like the thing is with him he's he's a real little performer and like if i have brought him into he kind of steals the show of it and he will he he kind of loves the limelight so yeah it's it's you know he like I haven't got to the stage yet where he wouldn't try and take over the stage (laughs) (laughs) Uh, has he been learning how to play music he's learning the tin whistle and he's we've got a drum set that he bashes on a lot um yeah he's really he's really good at music I don't want to pressurize him too much or push him because he's very if he gets an uh, if he gets wind of that you want him to do something he will really resist it so I'm just sort of letting him gravitate towards himself (laughs) and and like does he does he see what you and um Peter are doing and is he like oh that's really cool or does he think like oh they're just my parents they're lame um well, no. Well, yeah, he thinks, he does think it's cool. Like sometimes if he's trying to, well, yeah, it's usually if he's trying to get something, like if he's trying to get a treat or something, he'll be like, you guys are the best singers ever. <laughs> or he'll say something sweet. But um, yeah, he, he does. I think he does think it's pretty cool. But like yesterday he's he was like to me, he sat me down and told me he wanted me to be a bit normal, a bit more normal than the other parents. <laughs> so, yeah. That goes, that goes with the terrain of being an artist, though, I suppose. Like, you live, like, on the edges. I think that I saw in one of your interviews, you say that, like, you live up in the clouds. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a, yeah, I'm a bit of a daydreamer, like, yeah. Um, so- but he, pre- like, he... It's only just because, just to, I don't know, he's just figuring out, like, what other parents do and 
you know, we're really silly with him and some parents aren't like silly, you know. But actually he only lasted a day and then he was like, actually, I don't like this. <laughs> Have you brought him out on tour before? Yeah, he's came like for, um, he's came for two and like he, well, he came for half of one, five days or he'll come for like a week at the most and but I usually need someone to mind him because Peter usually plays with me drums. So, like, if, if he has to mind Sean, then I don't have a drummer. But, um, yeah, he comes and he, he's really he's really great. Like, he's, real, he's really good at the traveling. And, um, yeah, he likes it a lot. That's great. Um, so, so what is, what is the, um, like the, the band like? Is, is it just you and Peter or are there more people there for this tour that, that's coming up? Um, well, this tour coming up, it's just me and Peter. Yeah, we'll just be doing a duo. Um, or it'll be just me on my own. Uh, even the record's more fuller, like it has more instruments, but it's just me and Peter playing them. <laughs> it's not, you know, we're still just, there's just the two of us playing. Okay. Um, like, it, does it take you a while to kind of get these songs ready for the live outing or like what you hear on the album that's pretty much what it sounds like you don't have to do much work with them to transform them from the record to the stage um I haven't been thinking about that too much to be honest I I kind of just like to think like they'll sound how however they can at the time with whatever I have um you know some of them you know for example some of the he- like don't shut me up. There might be nights where I have to just do that acoustic, and but I don't lose sight of like I don't think that that changes. Um, I think you can. How do I explain this? Like I think the feeling of the song will get across whether whether you know, despite what other instruments are involved. Mm. I I was actually like, wondering about sorry. I, I just like keeping an open thing just in case I might want to do a song with drums, but then, you know, just the next night I might feel like take chain, like, you know, keeping it a bit lower key. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, no, no. I, but I was just wondering about like playing songs like Don't Shut Me Up Politely because it like you've spoken very openly about what it's about and like, I know listening to it, it's it's a very powerful listen, but I was wondering, like, when when you are playing kind of night after night, I, I guess you haven't yet, so you can't really speak to it, but does, like, does the power stay with you with that song? Like, does it still resonate for you, or do you kind of become, like, almost disassociated from it? Um, well, actually, like, I I did, I was playing that when I did a, um, a tour in October and um, yeah sometimes just before I'd go to play it I'd be like oh I don't do I have to go through this again it just because it would kind of take a lot out of me um, but I do find that I eventually saw I not eventually but I, I, um, I can usually always get into that song you know I, I don't find um, that I'm kind of yet i don't find it like i'm sort of trying to get through it um so i can kind of keep the momentum especially if uh 
like we haven't really played it out on the road with drums yet so i think that'll feel good and and like making the out al- making the album as a whole was that kind of a, a tough experience just because it does seem like a very personal album and it kind of feels like you're getting a lot off your shoulders like was was the recording process like grand it was fine <laughs> yeah it was fine yeah it was uh it was there was what was like it was done it over two different times so the one time the first time I did half of it um and that was good and then the second time I had just gotten back from like literally the day after it was a, we went in the day after I'd finished um doing this tour with Riley Walker and um so I was really my voice was really strained and I was really tired and that was a bit harder but but at the same time it was really I don't know it wasn't any different to like maybe if I'm just I'm pretty good at switching off from um my invite like I just kind of pretend I'm almost in my living room you know I don't um yeah it wasn't really difficult to to record them like uh don't shut me up politely has been around for a couple of years i think uh like what kind of changed that you're able to record it properly like the way that you wanted this time um well uh, um it like let me think it was we tried it before in oregon actually when i was recording the first album but it didn't really work like it just wasn't the right environment and I wasn't yet comfortable with the song entirely um because I yeah what changed now is I just sort of grew a bit more like I grew a bit more frustrated a bit more angry and a bit more annoyed at the injustice of things (laughs) and it just kept kind of boiling up and boiling up and then I just felt ready to um, let it out there. So, and, yeah. And and did you know, like, when, when you did record it in Cavan, I, I think that it was Cavan that it was recorded, uh, like... County Down. County Down, okay, sorry. Um, like, did you know when you did it that, oh, that that's the song, that's the take that we're going to use? Um, yeah, because basically <clears throat> they were listening downstairs because the guitar I was using was so stiff and I, it was really hard to play this guitar. It was like just there in the studio was their guitar. So we did it all. And then usually I would do vocals and guitar at the same time, but I couldn't, I really had to concentrate on playing this guitar. So I did the vocals separately. So Peter and Julie, who was recording it were listening downstairs so I did the take and then I came down and they were like this is this is the one and I I agreed with them that that was the right one so yeah it was just an easy track to do it just all kind of fitted in um and Peter came up with a bass line like there and then and recorded that and yeah it was really kind of easy Wow. Um, 
like the album has been out for about a month yeah just about a month now what is the like what is the response been that you've heard and like how do you feel about the album kind of like a month after its release and like i don't know how many months after it after it's been recorded um so do you mean how do i feel like after like the difference between how because it was recorded so long ago or um just kind of in terms of like how i guess how the response has been first of all to it that you've that you've heard the reaction right um it's been really really good um like yeah I've, like i don't really read the reviews because i just it's a bit too much for me but i like yeah it's been really well received um it's it's a weird feeling like i would like to be working a bit more immediately after so that i'm playing and i mean i know i am in march but i it has it has been a weird feeling of like getting all these good reviews but i'm sitting in like i'm really you know i feel really far away from i'm just in galway and there's not much happening yeah. here i'm just kind of like you know <laughs> it is a i i feel very distant from like shows or gigs and so that's been a weird feeling but yeah i really appreciate the good feedback it's got um but I would like to um, just be kind of playing more or something. I don't know. I, I was wondering about that kind of like releasing a work of art. I was thinking of it in terms of just like books, you know, like an author releases a book and it just kind of comes out on this given day. And it's kind of like you put an author like would usually put maybe a year, maybe 18 months into like a general book. And then it's out in the world I'm just wondering like on release day is it kind of like anticlimactic I don't know is it the same like yeah as a musician or if but like did you feel that it was kind of a little anticlimactic actually releasing music yeah it was after I got so many good reviews and it became almost a daily thing that I was getting all this attention and then it was an anticlimax when all of a sudden I just didn't know what to do with myself, you know. Um, it was so busy at the start, like, responding to people and doing interviews. And um, then, yeah, then it was a kind of anti-climax for me because I just wanted to do the next thing. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> um, Like, I was listening to... Ode to an Embryo, an EP that you released, I think, in around 2011. I was just listening to that this morning and I was just thinking, like, all of the pieces were were there then. But do you feel like a completely different artist now, like say, uh, seven years <laughs> on, on from that? Do you feel like, you know, you had to take all of those years to just grow and develop and become what you've become now in 2018? Yeah, definitely. Um like I find it hard to listen to those old recordings because I don't think I fully came into my voice. I think like my voice. Well, some some songs I did, but but like it's I'm more comfortable with myself now. You know, when you can look at your old like almost if you're looking at an old photo and you can see how you felt in that photo, you know, or I can hear how I 
felt about myself when it makes me go like, like oh. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, um, I definitely wasn't ready for doing, like, I, I needed, um, like, I, I'm a very sensitive person, but I, I'm, like, I was much more sensitive then, and I don't think I would have been able to cope with, with, um, any criticism or any setbacks, you know? But now I can, so. Is it just like a confidence thing as well? You've just like played so many more shows since then that you are just like more confident and that just shines through in the actual recorded output. Yeah, probably. Probably. And and also just um Yeah, I've just I've just um stopped being a bit of my own worst enemy. Like back then, you know, I was complete perfectionist. Like if, if so many people liked what I was doing but there was one person that didn't I would be crushed, you know. <laughs> but I'm not like that anymore. And I I needed to um yeah, I think, you know, how you develop confidence is by by just keeping on trying it what you want to do and you get you get it slowly, you know. And yeah, I think I did need that. Uh, that EP, that Ode to an Embryo EP, was recorded uh, in a car park in Galway, I think it was, by Declan Kelly. Have, have you been there at all since? No, it's blocked. It's been blocked up for a couple of years, um, maybe maybe about three, four years. So you can't get down there, but because it started to get kind of seedy, I think there was like some dodgy stuff going down there. It wasn't like it was huge. It was ginormous. It was like four floors under the ground but like vast you know um so it started to get a little bit scary because if you there was no light and if you were down there and you suddenly heard other movement and you realized you weren't the only one down there then it, it was kind of like ah oh my god uh, so yeah we kind of stopped going there but uh, <laughs> you can't get down there now anyway it's probably for the better by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah. Um how how is Galway doing now post recession? Like I, I go up there every so often and it seems like it it's pretty good at the moment. Busy. Yeah. It's there's lots of new cafes and stuff and yeah, it's it's there's it's definitely it's really it's nice, yeah. I mean it's not I still feel like a huge outsider here, but I but I like, you know, the town is nice to visit and the pubs and the cafes are nice. And But, yeah, post-recession, it's doing good in that in that respect. Like, you know, they a few years ago, there were so many things that were closed, but now there's so many things that are open. Yeah, that's good. Um, j- just coming back to the music, I suppose, just before I let you go, you, you mentioned earlier just kind of like you and Peter kind of throwing different things at at the album like I, I always kind of think of the music as sparse but but like there is a lot in there like how do you feel about it do you think that there is so much going on or is it just kind of like you strip it all back and you know it is sparse yeah I'm always confused I'm always surprised when people say sparse because it's not what I think I do or something 
I don't feel sparse. Um, maybe it's a literal thing, but I feel like I'm doing a lot with my voice instrument, like, you know, melodically, that I want a bit more of a, you know, if I was doing as much as I am melodically with my voice with other instruments, it would be too much. So I think maybe people think the instrumentation is sparse, but for me it's actually, it's, I, I guess I don't know what people mean by sparse. When I think of sparse, I think like very minimal, but um, I mean, maybe that is what I do and I'm, I just don't realize it. But I, I don't, I'm not inspired by really sparse music. So it's always surprising to me when I, when I hear that. <laughs> What kind of music were you listening to or were you inspired by making The Two Worlds? Um, well, <clears throat> we were listening to a lot of Joni Mitchell. Like That was the main thing that made me want to go to that analog studio is that we were listening to this Joni Mitchell record, Clouds, and it's really simple, like, as in she's playing guitar and singing, but the quality is just gorgeous it's so nice um of the vocals and and that was what made me want to go into the analog studio but see yeah i guess people would say that was sparse but it it, it doesn't seem doesn't seem sparse to me but but um any but anyway so i was into that and then we were also listening to a lot of stevie wonder <laughs> oh and yeah what else um Mostly those two. There's probably loads that I'm not thinking of right now, but, uh, you know, they didn't, it, I don't think it influenced the music, but it just, I guess it um, influenced my feelings. What, what was it about Stevie Wonder that gets you? Is it just kind of the up, how upbeat he is? Or I, just like I the sound? Love Stevie Wonder. Um, I, I love the melody and... Oh, I don't know. He's just got so much heart in his music, and I, I like. I just, yeah, it was. It's that album, Inner Visions, we were listening to a lot. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I also like his subject matter as well. What he's singing is like he can be singing something so upbeat, but actually the lyrics are quite heartbreaking, or they're, you know, they're really passionate about justice, and um, yeah. I think, yeah, he was just, I just really like him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fair. I, I, I don't know if many people would be like, I don't like Stevie Wonder. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did, did you feel like, an ad, like a little bit of added pressure when you were making this album just because of how well the, the self-titled one did a couple of years ago? Mm, no, I didn't because I'm not on a, like, um competitive road with myself <laughs> you know I don't the worst that can happen is that it isn't as good and that's not so bad but you know yeah. I'd still keep trying to make you know it's I don't know I yeah, it didn't actually because I just felt confident that I was growing I like I um I had, I just had an idea, a kind of vision for, for something and I just kind of trusted it. I didn't really care if it was, people would see it was 
worse or better than the other one like as as long as you're happy doing it and making it yourself like everything else will kind of fall into place whatever happens yeah that's what I think and if something doesn't suit someone or you know if if the I yeah like I don't know I just kind of went along with whatever the natural course is of it you know yeah and and like the you didn't do the artwork for this one um I, would, I thought that we'd see another piece of like Bridget Maypower artwork on the on the cover. Well, all the squiggles are mine. <laughs> oh, <laughs> squiggles by Bridget. Yeah, um, yeah that that was just literally just the record label said we want to see your face on this one, and I just didn't feel like arguing. Um, and also, actually, I kind of did want to put a photo of me out there because. Sometimes I, you know, would hide behind my artwork a bit. So I wanted, it made sense to me to just kind of, to do that. But I think, yeah, maybe next one I might incorporate some artwork with it. And and so what's the plan now for the year? Is it just kind of like a lot of touring? Um, well, I'm doing a UK tour in March with a couple of Irish dates as well in March and April, um, in Cork actually, 20th April, um, in the Roundy. And then July, I'm going to the States for three weeks touring. Um, and then, yeah, I guess more touring and writing. I'm kind of writing new stuff at the moment. So yeah, maybe I'll record sometime this year again. Is there kind of a theme or a, an idea kind of coming through in the writing that you're doing already? Uh, not, not really a theme. I haven't really written the lyrics yet, so it's just more, more melodies. Um, not really, no. Okay. Sorry. Well, <laughs> I, just, I don't know. My, myself, yeah, I just can feel um, something brewing. <laughs> That's great. I, I like instantly. I kind of can't wait to to see what you come up with because, like, even just seeing the development from the first to second album has been amazing. And like, even you know, from that EP in twenty eleven to to that debut album, it's been great. So, like, I can't wait to see what you come up with, like, straight away. <laughs> Thanks. Well, I'll send you. You'll be my first uh, listener. <laughs> oh my goodness! I wouldn't be able to deal with that. <laughs> okay then no <laughs> uh listen thanks a million for for chatting and best of luck with the tour and best of luck with uh year ahead i hope it's uh hope it's a good one for you thank you thanks so much